But the reason I say that is because we have, uh, if everyone at some point in time, I assume has been the token black friend. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually we've, <laughs> all, we've all experienced the situation of like me to the point where I was literally told by either my friends or my friend's parents, you're all right for a black person. So like, if that is the case, then that to some extent means that political correctness isn't the thing that is stopping you from understanding that you can't speak in this space. It's me. So I play the role of showcasing to you that these people are different mm. before you then decide I probably shouldn't speak about these people. And that's the problem, right? That actually there aren't structures in place for people to not be so emboldened to just not do it. New questions every day, how's a brother post to sleep? Listen, I give youngers books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. But did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the, the domino offense. So anyway, conversation at hand. Running it so we got our guests back for the second time. You know what I'm saying no intros. Jeez. Get the pew 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 pew. Do you get me? But um, we'll get into this one. Let's get ready to domino. Like, share, subscribe. You get me? We're out here doing this. Active. Really know the styley. Um, so today we wanted to get into fucking hell. It's hot in here, bruv. Trust me. Um, we wanted to get into political correctness. Um, after the emergence of the BLM movement with George Floyd, and I won't get into that, but everything knows what happened there. Um, there was a lot of um, crowd, um, like social media lynching, and a lot of it was to do with political correctness, what can and can't be said onto, um, regarding the topic. So um, I'm gonna hand it over to Ed. Ed's gonna lead the, the, the questions to the guests. We spoke about this, don't even try it. Because <laughs> I know you like to say no. We spoke about this. We spoke about the questions. Wait, wait, wait. We spoke about the questions before. You just. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Did we not, say we're lying to lie. Say we're lying to lie. We're lying to lie. This was the conversation, yeah? I said, for the other episode, we have a structure. For this one, this is going to have a conversation. Yeah? But you know what, yeah? I'll take responsibility in it. Because we had this conversation. My man loves to do it. But obviously, listen. Three star specials. I'm ready. Listen, I'm, I'm on my team. Mm. So let's let's do this, yeah. Mm -hmm. First of all, we need to try and define what is political correctness is. But then mm -hmm. I also thought that um, before we actually get into the conversation, we should all say whether we're for or against political correctness. And then by the end of the conversation, we should see if anybody's kind of changed their perspective. So at okay. least we know where what uh, what end of the spectrum that people stand. See why these guys are hater? That was so rehearsed, fam. It was so rehearsed. <laughs> what do you want from him? <laughs> you asked him to do it, he's done like, it. Discuss. You know them ones like, we didn't discuss this, yeah? But did. do you know what? I'm ready for this. This is what I'm No, you, no, you did well. That, that was your best one so far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's start by saying who's for and against. We'll start with the, with the guests. I will start by asking if we could define it first. Good yeah, shout. yeah, yeah. Good that's better. That's better. So to define political correctness is essentially... Let me, um, let me get a Google definition as well, just while you... Okay, yeah, get yeah. the good. So it's like the avoidance of, um, let's say, discrimination against socially disadvantaged groups. Uh -huh. um, so this easy kind of comparison would be like, um, it's what, so like so certain people can't say, what can, I, what can I compare it to? So like you see with microaggressions, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
there's certain things you can't say because if you say it, um, it will be deemed as politically incorrect. Actually, no, an easy one to, would be to use would be like feminism or um, saying that women can't do certain things because they're women, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. These things are politically incorrect to say because they, they seek to marginalise a, um, a disadvantaged group in that specific instance. Mm -hmm. So is it going on the Oxford Dictionary, in terms of, it's pretty much what you said. It's just contextualising mm. it more. The avoidance of forms of expression or action that are perceived to exclude, marginalise or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. I think we can all agree that's... I think I think pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So based on that... Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty good to be fair. But yeah, for or against? The word that I really didn't like in that definition was perceived. Because I think that's the problem we have with political correctness. Mm. So for them to use the word perceived, it makes it seem as though I have assumed an insult rather than the fact that you have done one. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. But for or but, against? But perception against Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, for or against? Yeah, go, go, go. Um, I think for, for the sake of a marginalised group being protected. Okay. Not for the definition of perceived because you, if you are othering me, you're othering me. Yeah, we'll, we'll dissect that. Yeah, I'm for and I think we could go further. Okay. I'm against political correctness. Um, I would say I'm for it, but I see many kinks in the armour just for the reason of... The only reason why I'm for it is the unitary approach of being for it, even though it does damage a lot of the constructive conversation. I think it's more damaging to get let a marginalised group to be discriminated against than the other aftermath. I'd say I'd agree with that. I'm also for it, except in comedy, maybe. <laughs> nah, comedy, you're yeah. right, still. Except in comedy, maybe that's why I think it can kind of bend a little bit, um, depending on the joke. Can we get an example of what it would look like in comedy? Um, a lot of comedians, their whole sketches are based on like that Bill Murr would be a good mm. example. He uses the N word, and he's a white guy who uses the N word in a lot of his comedy sketches. Mm. Obviously, he doesn't use it maliciously, he uses it for that for the act of comedy. However, mm. when he does use it, people just try to tear him down. Yeah. Somehow Russell. he's managed to maintain his position. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a good example mm -hmm. of comedy. But, but leading for me on comedy, I don't think comedy should hold any bounds because comedy is comedy. We know what we watch. It's satirical, dark humour, everyone knows about it. But my problem is, now with platforms like this, when people make a joke, what makes it comedy and what makes it... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like, for example, say if Lenny Henry were to come and he were to make a joke, people would be like, oh, but he's a comedian, he can say it, but he's on a podcast. Mm -hmm. But if we were to say it, because we're not coined as comedians, mm -hmm. now it's seen as offensive. Yeah. So where are we drawing the line of what's comedy? Because for me, the, when it comes to jokes, I think it should be allowed to be said, I'll be real. It's the same reason why, because I can't remember the name of the presenter that was fired after she said that Harry and Meghan should have called their child yeah. Georgina oh, yeah, Floydina, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so she so said so. she was joking. Like that is another <laughs> area of how, and I, I think actually the reason comedy can be difficult is because Britain have this, culture of banter that means that anyone can fall into that realm of the fact that I was joking mm. so she actually wasn't joking, she though. wasn't joking she was, it was so do we mean joking. let's define what we mean by comedy do we mean comedy for the average person or comedy for stand people that stand up com comedians because yeah. I think there's a difference I was referring to stand up like, and, yeah it should be for stand up and, yeah mm. I was referring to people that make a like, have a profession of making jokes like Russell Peters his whole sketch is always to do with race mm. but, you, but, you, but you see my problem with that it's just like it's almost like then we're talking about casual racism for jokes, and I hate to use casual racism. I just say uh -huh. again, so everyone understands, is only reserved for someone who have reached that elite status that you know what you're deemed funny enough that you you're allowed to use it. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, so you're saying basically we should all be able to joke about. I'm yeah. just I, I'm saying if we're going to allow it for comedy, mm. it should be across the board. I think I'm I'm comfortable with people making jokes, but I'm just saying it can get misperceived, obviously in a podcast setting where people don't know us and yeah, of course. Okay, so why why I use lot for political correctness? 
I think if I was to put it simply, it is for the sake, if, it, if, if it's for the sake of a marginalized group not being othered when they have previously been othered, mm-hmm. it's protecting. Okay. And we should be seeking to protecting all marginalized groups. Playing devil's adequate, because I will let Noriel speak in a bit. But what do you say about these, say, new groups that are created? So, for example, now man can say that my religion is Jedi. And now I can say what you said is a mad thing because I'm a Jedi. So like now all of these subgroups that have come out and they're saying, oh, well, technically I'm marginalized. Because people don't see me as a following Jedi as a real religion. So now what you're saying is now like where do we incorrect. incorrect like where do we draw the line yeah and i think i think that's so using that example makes it very difficult to draw the line because <laughs> <laughs> obviously everyone knows or everyone has their own perception of what that religion is about but i think and i've just used the word that i hated perceived that, <laughs> um, <laughs> but i think how i think about it is like if if you go through history at every point in time society has had to relearn social norms so actually there's been a point when we've had to re-realize that there are different groups, there are people that think different ways, there are people that have different disabilities and so on and so forth. And so actually we've had to consistently add groups to what we originally thought were just a few. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it like that, then actually anyone that is marginalized because we, the society has failed to see that there is a bigger definition of peoples than we currently understand it, means that we should give them grace. Mm. Even if they are Jedi's. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why are you for political correctness? And you said you used to, sorry, Conan, you said it, and we can go further, so add that in as well. Yeah, I, I do think we can go further, and I think I am for it because I think for certain groups, um, I don't know if I'm going to get, but say for, you, it's very difficult to say anything against, say, Jewish people because they have set the precedence of you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. So for them, political correctness is... On point, like okay. you can't. Mm-hmm. But for say, is that a good thing though? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> like cop I'm, I'm treading. <laughs> I'm treading carefully. <laughs> because you're being politically correct. Long. <laughs> but um, for other groups, like say for the black community, there just doesn't seem to be any political correctness for us. Mm-hmm. Really. Some, but it could go further. Like there's certain questions that you would get asked, say at work, certain things that people say that they don't realize is say, for example, a microaggression Mm -hmm. or something that's going to make you feel a certain way. And that's where political correctness can be taught and go further. Okay. To meet the same level as say for speaking about Jewish people and then it becoming anti-Semitic. You think, Mm. wouldn't, wouldn't that lead down to like, education and the prevalence of that people in that country so for example like black people make 3.3% of the population of the whole UK mm-hmm. in 2011 in 20 it was in 2011 it's going to be more now it's going to be much more, much more. Yeah. I cannot okay. wait for the census to oh so as of the last <laughs> census that we yeah. know but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it would have changed but let's just go on that figure so that's yeah, what we yeah, have yeah. as concrete um, I don't have the stats for Jewish people but I'm assuming there would be way more Jewish people within this country and I'm historically not actually sure because yeah. I don't I don't think so. I'm not sure about the statistics on that, though. I think, it's, isn't it like 13% Asian? So I think minority ethnic is around 20% in Britain. Mm. I think Asian is about, it's either 10 or 13%. Mm. So unless the Jewish community are those other minority ethnic, but that also includes um, travellers, Irish travellers, and so on and so forth. So okay. I'm not sure. And um, Latinx people. Was, you, was there a specific reason why you're making a point that Jews represent more? 
I was, I was, for example, when I would, the reason why I was going to say more is like when you look at, say, prevalence, uh, 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 prevalence within that community. Say if you mm -hmm. go to China, because mm -hmm. we make such a small um, minority up of China in terms of political correctness, not overt racism, but they're going to say ignorant things because there's just not, you can't educate a whole country on every single sect of every single person. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I'm not talking about overt race and political correctness. Or a lot of it is ignorance, really. And ignorance comes from lack of education. But I think, I think the difficulty we have with political correctness in Britain is that what it chooses or what people... is because of the word tolerance. Like I've always said, the fact that Britain seek to be tolerant of difference rather than accommodating is the wrong measure. Mm. You're just saying that I, I, you're not even saying I accept it. You're basically saying I can, I can, I can, I can put up with it. Exactly. <laughs> with it. And so actually what that means is that you're never seeking that education piece. They've, they've set the bar low um, mm. and that's all they're trying to achieve. So then in the situations of political correctness, you get situations where people then, rather than actually try and learn, the normality, the norm is to actually not to learn. I'm just not going to put my foot in it. But isn't that the fault of political correctness? I don't think so because mm -hmm. I think political correctness as a, as as the definition mm -hmm. is about the idea that you don't want to be you don't want to insult or you don't want to harm people that have been marginalized. You you, you should know the boundaries of what is harmful without you should know the boundaries of what is harmful. What happens in the this country is people don't know the boundaries, so they don't step. So they don't speak. And if they do, then it causes issues. And then rather than being willing to learn, they just stop talking. I like that, but hold that thought because I think that's going to be quite interesting. But then why you men also are for political correctness? Why, why are you for political correctness? Because I think it's done a lot more to protect us than hinder us overall. I think once upon a time, we would have gone to work and received monkey chants. We don't get that anymore. And you think that's down to political correctness? Yeah. So you see a lot of progress for marginalised groups as a byproduct of political correctness? Definitely. Um, we're allowed to feel comfortable in a lot of spaces where people don't really like us because okay. of political correctness. Mm. Okay. And then and that, that's kind of tolerance. Obviously, it well. does go too far in some instances where, yeah. like I said, like we could be sitting here and make a small joke right now and get dragged like yeah. we did last week, last week for the, um, the interfaith relationship. <laughs> we'll like, get into that as yeah, well. Yeah, so like, <laughs> you, you can't banter certain things because of political correctness. It can go too far, but overall, I'm still for it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to take on what he said there, but we more or less share the same opinion. Um, the reason why I'm for it is just because I'm, a lot of things in the way I look at it is the unitary, what's good for all or good for most. So the fact of, even though there's little byproducts of where now you can't outspeak and say what you want to say, but that is a small price to pay for now people being able to go to work and have their rights, mm -hmm. not feel comfortable in the workplace, mm -hmm. yeah. be, uh, the education centres being open for us to go study. So it's a small price to pay. But the problem mm -hmm. is the UK now, obviously, we're, in terms of political correctness, we're always behind America. America are hypersensitive to everything. Mm -hmm. We're now getting into mm -hmm. that American space where you can't even have an open conversation about something and someone correct you without getting hate. So for example, if I were to mm. say this, if we were to have, go now, if you were to go on social media, you need to make this opinion. Oh, I'm not sure, but I'm seeing like, oh, all the knife rates in London are black people. So is it, are black people, is being black the reason of them stabbing each other? If it's even articulated in an educational way where someone can come back and be like, no, that's not the reason. That's just a correlation. The reason is poverty. When you look at other places or under the same conditions, mm -hmm. you'll see it's different ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. But the man that will come out and say it in a very educated way to ask a question, they will do some hate campaign and they'll probably get him fired for his job. For asking the question. For asking the question. But do you think that's a good thing? Hmm? 
No, it's, it's not a good thing. <coughs> that's political correctness, though, isn't no, it? No, that's, that's the bad that's side that's, that's the bad side. But, oh, I'm, so, okay, but I'm, okay, saying, okay, I'm cool. saying for it in general, but that's the bad side. Mm. That's the okay. reason why I dislike so, yeah, it. So but why are you for it, then? For the reason I said oh, before. Oh, for the same yeah. yeah. But the, the bad side, but I see the bad in it. And okay. that's the bad I see. But generally, you just think that, again, it's a, it's a good way to project society forward? I wouldn't say... It's a, I'm saying I'm for it. Obviously, this question, I'm split on it. So if I had to put a percentage, I'm like 70, 30. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I'm assuming you think it would be better if everyone was just outward with how they truly feel? For me, I think there's there's a balance to be struck here between political correctness and the other side. Uh I think a lot of us seem to think that political correctness has been the thing that's spearheaded and driven society into a a more positive um, outlook. But I I don't think it's down to political correctness. I think it's just down to human decency. As people get more decent, people become better and understand each other by learning about different communities, travel, etc. You learn to accept certain things. So, like to give an example, you have like the suffragettes of what 1918, where women were able to get the chance to vote in the UK. Um, women got the chance to vote first. Political correctness came after. I think political correctness keeps those changes in place. However, mm-hmm. it's not the thing that projects those changes into into what we see today. Yep. So, like even when we look at BLM, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Political correctness, it, it, it always comes after. We've made those changes by making noise. Malcolm X, Malcolm X says, if you want to make change, you make noise. Political correctness doesn't come first. So I can't really argue that political correctness has done anything good. It's just kept certain things in check. Now, the negative aspects of political correctness is the fact that we can't have certain conversations. If we're looking at Palestine right now, um, the, 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 the pe- Jews, Jews in Palestine are doing a lot of bad things. Sorry, in Israel, are doing bad things. Everybody's scared to talk about it for fear of... Um, what will happen if they speak on it? We had a conversation about Islam. Quickly, for everyone that gets on, not all Jews, some Jews are doing the mad thing. Some <laughs> Jews, okay. Yeah. See that? Yeah. Even just that, that, the fact that I can't make a generalised statement, which is obvious to what I'm speaking to, we have to make it clear. We've got to use trigger warnings just to have general conversation. I think that's a problem. Society should be able to insult people and then have people educate on why it's insulting. I think the problem is that where we have marginalised groups, um, it becomes more painful to not have what others have and then still to be treated a certain type of way. I think if people were all equal, so that equality of of opportunity, we wouldn't have a need for political correctness because everybody's happy anyway. So I think it's what projects society is people become better as they grow. Political correctness keeps that thing in check. But I also think political correctness takes things way too far because again, we fear now having conversations because people will lose their jobs. And some people deserve it, but at the same time, I don't think we have the power to judge who should keep their job and who doesn't just for speaking their mind. But then I think I, I do agree with you with regards to like the, the balance that needs to be struck mm-hmm. um, and the fact that we need to be very aware of. But I think it all comes down to intent. Intent is like when intent is clothed, clothed in ignorance and someone is willing to be taught through that ignorance that's very different to when it's clothed in hatred Mm -hmm. and so actually those are the situations where someone should lose their jobs because precedent should be set that that sort of hatred will not it doesn't run we don't accept it should the average person have that power in terms of but then as in i have currently at this point in time even without a hate campaign i have the power to get rid of you in the employment in the world of work if you're not doing your job which is fair i think yeah you're not doing so but then you're not doing your job and doing your job doesn't just represent the um, facts and vicars that you're coming out with as per the job description, if you're not emulating what this organisation is supposed to do with regards to your behaviour, I can get rid of you. If you're mm-hmm. not a team player, I can get rid of you. How can you be a team player if you're a racist and there's a racist on, and there's a black person on the team? Mm-hmm. Leading on that, there was a high profile case, um, a rugby player called Israel Falau. Um, he's average 
for Christianity, <laughs> believes in it, die hard. But he came out and made a statement where he said, um, and this is quotation, he's just like, gays will burn in the hellfire on judgment day. And hmm. all the Polynesian people were coming, because obviously he got kicked off the Australian team before the World Cup, contract ripped up, blah, 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 the rest of it. All the Australian team were saying, um, or people in Australia were saying like, oh, but this is an impediment of freedom of speech, et cetera, et cetera. But Rugby mm -hmm. Australia came out and they said, it's not an impediment of freedom of speech. He hasn't been persecuted by law. We're just saying his views do not align with ours. Mm -hmm. We are our own entity. We're a limited company. We don't have to align with you. Bye-bye. Yeah. True. Yeah. You're free to say what you want. You're just not free of the consequences, which yeah. I think is fair. And I think, I think that's, yeah. I think when you balance it like that with regards to it, it's like, like, the law is quite clear on what discrimination is. Mm -hmm. So actually, if you are being, there are only certain places in which you can be penalised. So actually, if you're being, if you're just insulting someone in the street, there's probably not going to be any re repercussions. If you go and do that with an organisation that can say we don't align to those values, they should be able to get rid of you. Mm -hmm. Because you're being employed by me to do a job. Like, we all know what workplace culture is. You walk in and you, you put on a suit and you play the role. If you're not willing to play it, you're gone. Mm -hmm. so actually the role in this place is that you will not be racist and I think we should be I'm happy that there are things like that in place to make that happen because <clears throat> it keeps people in check but then when we're talking about it in terms of political correctness that goes too far when people are too afraid to speak that's the I, I don't think that is but as a result of political correctness I think that's a, a, as a result of British culture in that rather than being ready to learn about your ignorance you actually get defensive about being called out, mm -hmm. mm. and that isn't that isn't on that isn't on me. That's on you to be willing to be educated. But if people aren't willing to be educated, they fall back on this term of political correctness. Oh, we can't say anything anymore. No, you should just. I've just told you now. You can't say that. Go on and be better. We don't have to make a big song and dance about this. You now know. But actually, people want to dig their heels in and say, "What? We can't say that. What do you mean? Well, you've insulted me. It's that simple. Mm. Can't say it." Which I think is fair. But the thing is, where do we create the boundaries? Because like, even now, I'm hearing that you're not even allowed to say BAME in scholarly papers. And then you're not, they, they're transitioning from mixed race to say now multi-ethnic. Or, or you can't even say, or oriental now you have to say, I can't remember what the other word is, but oriental even though, but these words describe people, the region, the region people of the Orient. And people from, say, who are oriental, and for example, me as a mixed race person and tax mixed race, we've never had a problem with it the word mixed race, but mm. now they're defining new laws of like what's offensive. And it's almost just like, so who makes these laws of what's offended? And for example, that one black, who, how many people have to be like, oh, I'm offended by this for it to now be okay. That's no mm. longer politically correct. Mm. And if you're not personally offended by it, can you still okay. use it like, <laughs> as it works? I think but then, when people do come uh, and say, they do come <coughs> and say that they don't, like with BAME, I'm part of like the BAME forum at work. And it seems that it's more geared to black issues as opposed to like Asian, Polish yeah. or anything. And so when, when we even talk about the stuff that we talk about, it always seems that black people will fight for our rights, for Asian rights, for everyone's, but there's not a reciprocation. It's not reciprocal. I like that. From others. <clears throat> and so then it starts to be a thing of, if we're gonna call, if we're all gonna call each other like bait and we're gonna be part of this group, but we're not all helping each other, what's the point of the term anymore? Mm -hmm. No, I hear and if, it. And if our experiences aren't equal, because that's the main reason, yeah. our experiences aren't the same. Mm -hmm. So actually, the, it is the people that are at the bottom of the food chain that are shouting the loudest. And I it's benefiting everyone else, but some people aren't talking. See, mm. but then, see, that's quite interesting because for me, 
that's a mistake of the, 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 the left. That's like a liberal issue because I think what a lot of liberals seek to do, and I can use feminism as another example, is they will use you to forward their agenda as long as it suits them. And then once their agenda is met, like whoever is still in the cut, is still in the cut. So like feminism is, is a, it's a white female movement. They use black women to, to help drive that movement forward. Mm. But black women didn't really benefit from mm. feminism, let's be real. So again, that's where political correctness can become quite dangerous because it gives people like a fake unified front. Mm. When in reality, it's a case of, well, as long as you fight for my issues, once my issues are solved, well, you know, do what you have to do. And that, that always comes to be black people. Mm. So again, like, this, this is where I have a certain contention of political correctness. Is it really doing us good or is it just a way for people to use us and then jump off the bandwagon when, when, when they see fit? But then I guess if, I, I guess if you then move into a world where people are now specifically talking about the struggle of black people, the struggle of people that, like if we actually put people in their, in, in their peoples rather than group them, mm -hmm. then actually it'll be a lot clearer when you're not listening to a set of peoples rather than people being able to hide behind. Are we defining the groups and peoples? So moving away from BAME to black. Okay. So actually, if we are now fighting for the fact that the percentage of people in the workplace in um, senior roles is 0.01% black, mm -hmm. as opposed to the cover word of BAME, mm. it makes it a lot easier for us to speak to the point and showcase when people are not listening to the point. Whereas before, that term hid it hid the idea that actually maybe you now have 3% and 2.9% of those people were Asian. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. How do you lot feel about the um, the recent thing that's coming out about Instagram having to um, verify people before they come on because of obviously like digital hate crime and et cetera, et cetera. Are you for that or against it? I didn't even know about it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah so basically just to, just to um, give you a lot of insight, basically Instagram wants people to start signing up by using the ID. Um, so that because a lot of people make fake accounts and then they abuse like footballers Thierry Henry came off Instagram because of the, the racism and stuff like that um, so yeah they want people to start creating using the identification to create Instagram accounts to stop and manage or even mitigate um, like racism and hate crime um, online so um, are you for or against that? I think it's useful I don't think it's necessary I think they find a way to block out certain other key points of conversation I don't see why the racism is so hard to block out like when there's any conversations around things like terrorism, they find a way to mm. to to cut it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I feel like when it comes to the abuse of black uh, sportsmen and black people, it just slides and the abuse is there for all to see. Yeah. And obviously, it creates a culture where people think it's okay and normal to insult black people, which mm. it's not. And I think that's the problem: the normalization. Yeah. Mm. I true. think I think it's it's all nice. You know when you have a problem and you go to someone that problem and they give you something else think to try and make it seem like they're solving that problem, but really it's just a distraction. Mm. It's not actually solving the problem. The problem is that even though people could sign up with their uh, with their ID, there's there already there's a there's a culture there's a feel of being so emboldened that they can still be racist. Mm. So whether or not someone sees your ID or not, they mm. can still people can put their pictures as their photo their profile pic mm. and still be racist. Mm. We we've seen people Twitter. like you know on Twitter, <laughs> but even people like Sharon Osbourne or Piers Morgan, they can be so bold to just say these things on TV. Mm. Verifying you, mm. verifying the everyday Wait, man. Wait, you don't fuck with Sharon Osbourne? You thought she said he was mad. What did she say? Teach me. Yeah. <laughs> Teach me. Teach, Teach me. I missed it. What, what happened? What she oh. She's done that. Yeah. She's so done it, it was on 
CBC is that the CBS CBS yeah she had they had a show um a version of Good Morning Britain um and basically she was talking about how um she had made a comment about the fact that she was backing um Pierce Morgan, Morgan and as a result had received a lot of online hates um and then one of her black colleagues on the show also then went to explain like like these are some of the things that you should also be aware of in such a calm manner in a re- exactly like came at that with tried to save her literally basically tried to as save in her. like let's reset I even think there was a break so there was mm. a break because they they wanted to give her two seconds to reset herself she didn't she didn't she didn't take the cue no. <laughs> so she she then came on after the girl um, now trained tried to explain to her the context of it she was saying that um, but what, what what is it like for it to, for this to be happening to me? I'm just trying to support my friend. I don't understand how all of a sudden I can now be labelled a racist. Da, 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 da. Teach me, teach me what I'm doing wrong. Screaming and crying. Screaming and shouting at the woman who was yeah. trying to explain to her why. Who's her friend situation. as well? Was, 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 was you screaming, teach me? Piers Morgan. She shouted, no, no, she was, she was little, you could see it was emotional. Yeah, yeah. She, like, mm-hmm. like she was shocked that... Shamelessly. Yeah. <laughs> Shamelessly. She literally, she just, she just took the... She just took the weak white woman role. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Like, what, what's yeah. the hoo ha about? Like, yeah. Yeah. and me, I've never been racist. I can yeah. never be racist. Yeah, that arrogance it speaks of that privilege again. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but then this is the point that I make in terms of the problem with political correctness is that people can make it seem like I'm not the problem. The societal expectations are no. Mm. At that point in time, you did not want to be taught. You just shouted it expecting that that would make it seem like you were willing to be. Mm-hmm. She was, in that whole situation, she was defensive. Oh. She was defensive because someone had called her oh. a racist and she was not willing to find out why. So actually political correctness should, it, the problem is when people don't actually want to hear. So they either run away from the conversation or they don't accept it, in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't want to move away from what they have always known, what they they do, like maybe at home, um, amongst their friends. And then when they find that actually this is, this isn't right, they become defensive as mm. opposed to saying, okay, how can I do better? So really there's layers. Yeah, because if that person is politically correct, it doesn't really mean much. It just means they're going to behave in your presence. But, yeah, and but, that's, that's what I was going to say. There, there, there seems to be layers to polit- political correctness. There's the individual, there's the group, and there's like the societal perspective. So I think it, political correctness affects us differently on these, on these three different planes. I think socially, what political correctness doesn't allow us to do is explore controversial ideas and learn from those ideas. And then in the group sense, it's like, you know, this is a group that's been marginalised. We suffered as a because of this other group. And in the individual sense, it's more like, well, I might not be the problem. Someone else might be. Or I'm too ignorant to want to learn. So I'm going to hide behind the guise of political correctness. But I think f- from a more social aspect, I think that that problem of not being able to explore controversial ideas kind of, one, inhibits free speech because, again, people are not free to speak. Um, but then it also just affects... The, the, the dynamic because again it, it becomes a case of tolerance I think that's what it does it, it doesn't teach people to accept because like for you to give an example when I was at work I remember there was a guy that me and him were cool the white guy that I used to work with mad cool and then one night he got drunk and said something racist to a girl um, she got it on camera and then we, they played it back to HR he didn't even get fired but I'm sat there thinking me and you have been cool this whole time when really you just think I'm some next black boy whatever yeah. that's political correctness because he's just tolerating me because it's politically incorrect not to do so. Mm-mm. So I'd rather know that you don't fuck with me as opposed to you just pretend to be my friend because uh, like, I will be perceived as rude so to do so. You would like, you 
like insults, like insults in the workplace. Mm. Bro, at the end of the day, I, I would like to know who to stay away from and who not to. So I don't want to pretend to be your friend, knowing that, you know, behind my back, you're doing this and doing that or like... I think it's, it's easy to say when you put it like that, but in the 60s and 70s, bro, like I, I, walking into work and receiving all that abuse, I... I yeah. Are, are you sure yeah. you are you sure you'd really take because that yeah. just yeah. to you have a work, to work. yeah but you just wouldn't work for a, a company that represents those things again like well some of the benefits again is that but in, we're in England but, most what, of those what I'm companies saying is do that, true. what I'm saying is that mm. we've changed the byproducts of people becoming better yeah not because of political correctness again but I said political correctness holds things in place so workplaces but let's work, talk about that guy that specific example if yeah. he's not allowed to call you all these names when you're going to work but the thing is he wouldn't get away with it because I'll probably beat him up Okay. But then yeah. it would all right, be all right then. So what happens okay, to you okay, after that? Yeah, because <laughs> again, if the company, if the company <clears throat> said that they're okay with that, if they didn't get rid of him, mm -hmm. you reacting to it as a you problem. But that's the thing: the, the company didn't get rid of him, and he still worked there. And that's but what now I just kept my. Distance. So if you had so beat him up, you would have got sacked. Exactly, you would have been sacked. I hear that, but again, I I wouldn't choose to work for a company that represented those values. Where's that? Where's that company? But then you have no representation of black people in certain companies, and we're back in the 60s, yeah. 70s again. It's like a perpetuating cycle. Then we're not represented in these companies. But again, that's why I argued that change doesn't come as a byproduct of political correctness. It comes as part of um, people's decency. So as people, so you became, think right now people don't as, pe as people become more decent and get better, more and more black people accepted, and it becomes normalized to work in these places. And then people have to learn that you know you can't say certain things, you can't do certain things as a byproduct of education. Not everybody's going to be educated properly, but over time, this is a, this is a, a time thing, not. I don't know. I don't. I don't disagree, but I don't think that it always works in that order. The reason I say that is because we have. Uh, if everyone at some point in time, I assume, has been the token black friend, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, we've <laughs> all we've all experienced the situation of like me to the point where I was literally told by either my friends or my friends' parents, "You're all right for a black person." Yeah, mm -hmm. so, I heard that before as well. So like, if that is the case, then that to some extent means that political correctness isn't the thing that is stopping you from understanding that you can't speak in this space. It's me. So I play the role of showcasing to you that these people are different mm -hmm. before you then decide I probably shouldn't speak about these people. And that's the problem, right? That actually there aren't structures in place for people to not be so emboldened to just not do it. Mm. Sorry, elaborate. What do you mean? So basically I'm trying to say that because your, your point is saying that um, political correctness comes after social movements. Yeah. But in that situation, social movements and political correctness didn't stop any of our friends and or parents saying it. It was us as people in those environments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. to go back to Daly's point about the fact that you need people in these circles, you basically need a black person in that room. And to some extent, people need to take on that token figure, see them as a human before they can start checking their own privileges. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think that's right. But I don't think that that is political correctness but to I'm, me. But then I'm saying that political correctness doesn't create the situation in which when you are in that room, they respect you anyway, because that person still had the nerve to say to me, you're all right for a black person. Mm. So it, it didn't come like social movements, political correctness. It didn't touch that room. But then isn't this, isn't the fact that you're in that room a byproduct of the social movements? No. Oh, the fact that I'm allowed to be there. The fact you're allowed to be there is a byproduct of the social movements. And then again, that's why I still think political correctness keeps it in check. So like, if you look at 1960 civil rights movements, the movements is what allowed black people to be more um, taken in by white people and that. Political correctness didn't do nothing there at all. But if you look years on, political correctness is keeping in check the work of the 1960s civil rights movement. 
That's the difference. If you took sorry, I'll let you go. Let's go in the sex tax. But it's hard to say because a lot of being political correct comes with education, and a lot of these movements and these spaces allowing people us to be allowed into these spaces comes from education. So it's kind of hard to discern what is education for the movement and what is education for political correctness because they're kind of hand in hand, aren't they? They're not because the movement comes first. The education came first because clearly there had to be the movement and then the educational process from the movement and then whatever keeps that movement alive today. No, but I'm saying, but to be be politically correct is to be educated. Anger, anger, anger starts the movement. It's like, I've been treated this way and I'm tired of it. So I'm going to make some noise about it. And you make noise, and after you've made noise, okay, we can we can understand what you're saying. Some people will understand, some people won't. Mm. Yeah, but what caused that anger? The way you were treated. Exactly. So, but I don't think anger always does. If you look at the elevation of say the LGBTQ community, would you say that they've been rioting and doing the mad thing and fighting people? An- anger doesn't have I to manifest in the, violence, though. I think that I think that one specifically is as a result of people um, being uh, what's the word? People having an having a closer affinity to people from that mm-hmm. from that background because now you are more likely to have someone who will speak about the fact that they are LGBTQ because it's more normal in society. So actually, so what I'm trying to say basically is that the reason the speed of that movement has, the, the reason that movement has grown so much traction is because people have family members. Yeah. And it's, the, uh, it's relatable. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. relatable. But then actually, black people still are not in every space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the point I was trying to make before, that actually, until you penetrate the space, you, you're in some situations not even having societal question conversations or conversations about political correctness because people have the ability to be so blind to your struggle. Mm-hmm. So in, in the case of the, your colleague from work, mm-hmm. number one, he's not your friend. So you shouldn't have been so... Yeah, emotional 100%. in that sense. He wasn't my friend. I call him a friend. He was yeah, associate, but, he, he's but just like, your, it's just your work colleague. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, in yeah, that yeah. sense, you shouldn't feel any type of way because people can present a face at work and then be, be another way outside of work. But what you could have done is to say, I don't know, at lunchtime, it's like, you know, when you were drunk, like, why did you say that? Like, is is that how you feel? Mm-mm-mm. Because that could have been a point for you to educate him. Mm. As someone who is close to him at work, and he's less, he's more likely to listen to you, and take on board what you're saying. Big facts. And I, I agree with that. But like once someone said to me, so I think it was, I think it was my um, like head of sick form once because I went to a very racist school, and someone said to me, he said that um, you, it's not your. He said basically in this life you can either choose to educate through ignorance or you can fight your way through it. And he was like, but it's not your, it's not your fault that you have to educate. But realistically, if you don't choose that, you will never gain traction. So when you see people that decide that they are not going to choose to educate through ignorance, if you decided to just move away from him, it's not my job, he's a racist, it is what it is. The, the job of educating ignorance is actually not fair in itself. So it's, it's great that it was an opportunity that you could have, but you shouldn't have to. Yeah, we, we know that you, mm. we, we shouldn't have to. Mm. But unfortunately, we are in a position where sometimes... We have to. You have to take that. So if if it does present itself, why not? If you can, we're not talking about going out of your way Mm. to educate someone. If it's okay to do so, like I'm close to this person at work, I'm sure they're going to listen to me if we actually, we get on. Like it's not going to be that hard to talk to them about it. Like it shouldn't be your responsibility, but it is your responsibility. Yeah. yeah. You know what you guys are discussing? I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of ultimate accountability. Mm. Um, they employ it in the Marines a lot of athletes use this model now in sport as well and it's the concept of whether it's your fault 
or not, it's your fault because you're going to have to deal with it. The consequences. Yeah. So like, say if you're yeah. a captain of a and you you send out your platoon and everyone gets bun, mm. regardless of whether it was your fault and there was a mad terrorist attack, you have to deal with it. Mm. Same way, if you play football and you get to the final and someone does a madness and you lose, you have to deal with it. Mm. So it's a thing of like, we shouldn't have to, but taking ultimate accountability and I think for many things that happens to me now... It's going to affect you. It's going to affect me. So mm. me being a crybaby about it, like, I'm just going to have to take it and whether it's my responsibility or not, I can not educate that person and he can make my life a hell. Obviously he wouldn't because I'll punch my nut, but let's just say... <laughs> uh, let's just say I was a victim. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I was a victim. I could not educate him and then he can just make my life hell or I could go out of my space and then make my life easier, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But then I think it's, it, I do agree with the idea that you should always educate through ignorance, but when you see, we then end up in the situations where we're having conversations and praising people for staying calm in situations where we understand how hard it would be mm. to stay calm. Mm. Like we literally just talked about the woman that was educating Sharon Osbourne and saying how calm, as, as though we're praising her for being able to call herself in an environment where she shouldn't have had to. Mm. And like, that's what I mean in terms of whilst we would all choose to educate, in some situations, it actually is not that easy. Yeah, and in those situations... Like you, you've been you, cheated. Yeah, you, in those situations where you feel so angry and it's been so bad, then don't do it. You've yeah. got to choose your battles at the end yeah. of the day. I yeah. think one of the most interesting things that came from the t like conversation of political correctness is the time we did the live over the first lockdown. So we did it after um, the BLM uh, marches. Obviously, tensions were heightened. Mm. Some people wanted to learn. Some people wanted to address their... Um, the, the discrimination towards black people, the, the ingrained bias and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So we did a live on, on BLM on our take on it. Um, and the one thing that, and this is what kind of changed my perspective on having to educate people who were ignorant. One girl approached me at a party, she said, I, look, I watched your live. And she was like, you literally changed my whole perspective on, on how I see people or um, racial the dynamics within work. Her dad runs a company. So she then came and said, listen, like I saw someone being racist at the company and I got that person fired as a black, as a, off, off the back of that. Yeah. So like having these conversations, do you make change? And that, that was, to me, hearing that, that was beautiful. Like through a conversation that we had, um, that you then was able to make change in, in the place you work yeah. by that understanding. Obviously not everybody's going to understand, but then I think that's why it is kind of our responsibility to make those changes. Because had we not had that conversation, she'd still be oblivious to that, yeah. everything that was yeah. happening. I don't mean to switch the convo, but I feel like, obviously we spoke about the four, but I wanted to say to, on the negative, what do you feel? Because something that's bothered me and got under my skin is, what do you feel about the emergence of political correctness impeding us from having the conversations about things that people just do regardless and they're entitled to do? So I'll give you an example. So if someone were to say, you know what? I, I say a black man, want my daughter or my son to be with a black woman or a black man, a lot of people would say that would come out and say you're racist, et cetera, et cetera. But if you look at other countries and other cultures, and I'm going to talk specifically about the cultures I do know, which is Gujarati Indians, they often marry within not just their own um, ethnicity, but within their own religion and within their own communities. And they do it for a reason. It's the thing, if they don't have a conversation about it, but they're doing it anyway. So why is it now that with political correctness, we can't come and say these things when people are actually doing it anyway? Because people would say, okay, the argument is not progressive for society. But one, being progressive for, what's progressive for the society that someone wants to live in for one person may not be for another. Mm. And that's not a crime. That's actually not illegal for you to want to live in that society. I think the main difference there, yeah, the main difference with that is, is how people act and what people say. Mm. saying it is worse than people acting on it in mm. that in that instance. If you just went out and married another black woman, calm, innit? 
Yeah, but, but when you start saying, I want my son He's saying, why are you point? allowed to do stuff that you can't talk about? That's what I'm saying. Why, saying, why can't you... I talk about it like I, because that's his identify. rationale his rationale mm. but now oh, we're going to impede it we know why you're doing it but mm. you're not allowed to say it as soon as we talk about it it's a problem well, sure but we if, all if know everyone does it hush hush it's calm mm. I hear that but that's, isn't that preference that's not saying something you're not saying I don't want my son to marry a white woman because they're distant yeah, yeah. that would be wrong mm. to say to yeah, say 100%. something negative that's prejudice, prejudice yeah. exactly but if you were to say I would, I'd like my son to marry a black woman there's absolutely in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with saying that because that more that's just guidance and an opinion or preference. Yeah. No, but you know the reason why I think a lot of people would get leng in the sense of, for example, we kind of touched on interracial dating, but we'll be uh -huh. touching it more in the future. A lot of people like, were like, ah, oh, like, the parents didn't want us to be together because I was black and she was whatever, whatever country. But if you deep it, there's actually nothing wrong with them saying it. If they said, oh, because you're black and you're da -da 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 -da, but he said because you're black and we're say Arab or Asian we don't want you to be my daughter there's actually nothing wrong with men saying that you could argue it's not progressive and the rest of it but that's just progressive for what that person's society Defines wants, as wants to live. exactly because society you also have to think about it in terms of how other people have been I always use the word like how people have been othered and therefore how they describe their society mm -hmm. so if it's not progressive for society it's the society you've defined if these people haven't benefited me, I don't see myself as part of that society. So if then a parent wants to make a decision and say that I only want my children to marry black people, this is the society in which I know mm. and I'm comfortable with. I think different people have different ideas of what integration actually looks like, like mm -hmm. when, when it really comes down to it, innit? Does it mean mixing schools? Does it mean keeping your schools the same? Does it mean mixing services or keeping separate services? Mm. We all draw a line in a different place, really. Because I think, you know, it's for certain aspects, for example, when you're talking about say education everyone should have equal education or the right access to especially mm. if it's state school funded but in terms of like letting someone into their family and to marry your daughter mm. for me i'm a mixed race person so i'm playing devil's advocate i'm a product of that but if mm. someone were to actually just say like i don't want i don't want my asian daughter to be with a black man yeah mm. I, I think that's how, like, how, how did you feel about your ex-partner like the, the, her no, family not really like rating because theirs was because my man is da -da 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 it was a difference. It wasn't of... And that's why I'm trying to stay respectful at the same time. It's because I was and they had this prejudice of what black person were to be. Whereas if they had just said that it's because of this and we're just... We just don't mix. Bro, what can I really say at the end of the day? I can't be offended. So I think, obviously, with what you're asking... And it would kind of make sense. Like I am very different to them. Different religion, different culture. Like, at the end of the day, they'd have a very fair point. Like. But with what you're asking, you're saying... We shouldn't be offended by it, right? Yeah, we shouldn't. We shouldn't be offended. I think that's down to the fact that the modern society is that we have a very victimized mentality. Everybody wants to be offended by something because, with what you just said there, I would want my son to marry a black woman. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. But someone else hearing that, playing the victim in the society that's created mm. that I want to be, I want to be hurt by something, then they're going to take offense to that. What you just said in in the in the in the linguistic in the linguistic fashion you said it in, nothing wrong with it. But I want to be victimised. So you've now marginalised me. I'm going to make an uproar about it. And I think that's what it comes down to. Because again, even with the with what happened on TikTok, nothing said was negative. Nothing. Nothing at all was said was negative. Where you basically, we, we basically made the point that some people, not everybody, will sexualise their jobs. Some, those kind of people do exist. The acceptance of the rule doesn't make the rule, but those people do exist. Mm -hmm. So in doing so, when that was put out, 
a lot of Somalian people got emotional saying, oh, you know, the hijabis, this and... But we didn't say nothing bad. Some people do sexualise hijabs. What's wrong with saying that? But because these people wanted to be victimised, and I guess in their eyes, what we said was politically incorrect, they want to be... They want to feel some type of way about it. And I think that that's where it stems from. Yeah. We, we live in a society now where we are too soft. We can't explore certain conversations because, again, it's a problem. So I, cause I asked the question... Um, like, what is the problem with what was actual, actually was said? No one could actually have a proper conversation as to what was the problem. It was just, it was a problem. Mm. Okay, why? How do I learn from this? But there wasn't a problem. I just want to be victimised. So we need to stop teaching people to be a victim. And I think, again, why I'm against political correctness, it also does that as well. But I'd like to say that as as society, we tend to get more satisfaction from being angry mm-hmm. with mm. other people so that we can then form you, you angry you angry with him yeah, I'm yeah, a, you yeah. let's yeah. scapegoat yeah, yeah. let's that, buckle you know, up we, yeah <laughs> we tend to get more satisfaction more like vim and just I don't know what type yeah, that of hormone, that, um, but that that's the that's the reason why people will victimise themselves as opposed to taking a moment because the hardest thing is to be reflective mm-hmm. why so, is that hard though it's acknowledging that you might be wrong. Yeah. And but yeah. why, is, why is that a problem? Yeah, that's hard People struggle with that's that. We're not, we're not taught to be introspective of, of ourselves. But we're not we taught to take accountability. Intelligence, yeah. But most, most of us have emotional intelligence in certain scenarios, in certain situations. But I think, like, you know the whole concepts of, like, growth mindset and fixed mindset and so on? Like, it all comes from the idea that you are in a position where people have taught you to be reflective consistently. Some people never get put in that position. Mm. So, like, whether if you don't play for a, a football team or a sport team where you walk there expecting to be given feedback, you don't go and learn an instrument when you go there expecting yep. to fail. Mm-hmm. You're never, if you're never put in these positions when you're being told that you didn't do well this week, come back ne- better mm-hmm. next week, you don't realize that people do give feedback like that and you just are not ready for it. You're not ready to be told about yourself. See, mm-hmm. but then, that, that again is such an important thing to be taught, but then doesn't political correctness allow to avoid that? So I think that was the growth and set mindset by that Dr. Carol lady that wrote sure that book. Um, but yeah, she, that, was, that was interesting that you mentioned that because you're definitely right in saying that we're not taught to be, to look within and say, look, mm-hmm. okay, that might have been wrong. I need to address this. But I don't think one, political correctness does teach that. But if we did teach that, then you probably wouldn't have a need for political correctness. So you see, like, that example you gave with the girl at work, where she got the guy sacked. Mm-hmm. How would you enforce that without political correctness? How would I enforce it without political correctness? Yeah, mm. like, in the workplace, he says something that's a little bit racially offensive. Mm. How does she get him sacked without the overarching theme of political correctness? It was wrong. I don't think that's because of political correctness. It was just I feel wrong. that not everyone's going to see it as no, wrong. No, but though. it was wrong, though. That plain and simple. That's why we, if we, we can draw a line... If I just randomly slap you, that's wrong. <laughs> that's clear for I everyone need, to see. I don't need political... But it, again, this sh- racism should be clear to see, right? But in this... Yeah, and that's the problem because like, we've talked about... like, We've alluded to the ideas of the difference between overt and covert racism. Mm-hmm. And the, we all know that covert racism is... is um, is, is how Britain operates mm-hmm. um, because they're very silent about the things that they do loudly. Um, so if that is the way Britain operates and everything is happening under the scenes and we're not really able to talk about it, how do you, how yeah. do you actually how do you showcase get... someone's wrong? Because wrong has never been wrong until BLM 2.0. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. All of these things have been happening. Mm-hmm. It's only because people decided to start talking about it and raising it. So we're now raising the standard of political correctness for the sake of calling someone. The same mm-hmm. things people were saying before, they're saying now and getting fired because we raised the standard of political correctness. I racism was always the definition of racism. I hear that, but then again, like like you said with the, with the statement, if you want to make change, you have to make noise. People made noise and change came. Then political correctness enforce, reinforces that change. So it wasn't we raised the bar for political correctness. People just started talking about it. Plain and simple. Like, I don't like what you're saying anymore. I'm angry and upset. I want to change. You then change it. Political correctness holds that change in place. Because it wasn't PC that projected that change. It was your anger. You, you being upset. You realising that all these things have been happening. People have been getting killed on a regular basis. We just sat here and watched it happen. Now I'm not having that no more. Yeah, but we wouldn't be angry if you, if you didn't feel it was wrong. Like if I was at it was work. always wrong and you was always angry. It's just that it took this situation to take you over boi- boiling point. But it's always wrong to you. But it only becomes wrong to the white person once it's politically correct. No, once you've articulated <laughs> how much it's wrong, because we had a we had a global movement. It can't get no more wrong than that, bro. Like let's be real. We had a globe where people from different races, from different people in Japan were marching with us, bro. Mm. You get it can't get no more wrong than that. So it wasn't it wasn't it, we show white people why it's wrong. There's things we don't show them. You get what I'm saying? When we ch- decide to show them, then it becomes politically incorrect. Do you get what I'm saying? That, that's that's how I see it anyway. Mm. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Where? So you you feel like people's decency levels are just going to stop them from being wrong in the workplace? People's basically, uh, like not legislation and and the f- that, that helps. That all that all that helps. So I think when we when we try to force people to change, yeah. that's when they they. they they, they, they reject it more so. It's like a climate change, yeah? When when I went to a climate change um, conference in Paris, like when I was at uni, when I was having a conversation with a lot of these environmentalists, it was like, yeah, we need to force people to change. Da, 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 da. And I'm just thinking to myself, all these lot see you as annoying tree huggers because you're trying to impose change on people, change where you eat, change where you do this. If you slowly educate people, then naturally those things become the new norms. It's like re-establishing the norms, like you said at the start of the conversation. When you're not changing those norms, you're trying to force people to change, people reject it. And I think that's why the left has failed and the right is doing so well right now. We're trying to force these lot to, to, to comply with our standards, but you can't force someone to change. You show them that it's wrong. And then through introspection and through self-development and the growth mindset, by teaching these people these things, things change. And then political correctness keeps it in place. But, but you, you, keeping it in place is just as important as enforcing it of in course the first it, place. Yeah, though. but the change comes first. So I think if we were, if if our decency levels rise high enough, we don't need political correctness. It's just necessary right now because we aren't. How equal. does that happen? We're not though? equal. Mm, the reason know. why we're not equal. If we were equal, then we could say what we wanted. I reckon if if black people and white people and whatever were all the same, you could probably say the n word in music and be calm because like what what need do I have to feel angry at this point like. I'm good. Like my kids are good. My family's good. We had generations of success. You probably wouldn't care because you're, you're, everybody's eating. When there's certain no. people that's not eating, mm. when certain people are not eating, that's when you get mad. Real, like, no. That's how I, I see it anyway. I don't think so because I think, like you said, wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. So actually, even at the point in time where all of, all, all of our people are eating, at the end of the day, you're always mm. going to be sitting there thinking, what if... Right, so now we're equal, but something still happened that meant that we had to spend however many years to get to here. Yeah, I hear it. I so hear then, it. actually, we're still the, early on, though. I'd say. Yeah, but then I'm saying if so, at the point in time where we are equal, everyone is still aware of the past that meant that we had to do all of this work to get here. Mm-hmm. And, and leading on that, when you're looking at like, I'm not trying to coin a group, but in terms of like wealth-wise, 
Jewish people are eating more than anyone else, but this the anti this concept of anti-Semitism still stands. The difference, so the difference in their situation, though, and you're right in saying that, is that there's still a lot of contention around Jews in general and Israel and their hold on Israel in itself. So that they, they've still got a lot of enemies. Like, so they have to be on point 24-7. If, again, if, you can't have certain people who are equal and certain people who are not because there's always going to be someone who has some level of contention that will need to rise up to that. So like, that it's a great example, but because they've still got so many enemies, you can't that that change can't really be it can't be normalized. But hey, well, what do you mean but, they though? Because it, the Israeli Jews doesn't speak for the massive diaspora of Jewish people as a whole. Though, it's it's, just, it, well, you say that, but really it does. Whether not or not really they not. have uh, enemies, politically, not individually. Yeah, politically, yeah, yeah. politically. Though, or, yeah. Whether or not they have enemies, they have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And that and that's that's one of the things that say we lack and fact people we don't have power or influence to say look you can't say this to me you can't do this but with their group they can do that and the repercussions are big mm-hmm. yeah, to the point to the point where even when they do wrong things that people still can't say nothing yeah and I think that's that's a problem well if you look at the whole Wiley situation um, Casey Hopkins has been spouting shit about Muslims for years like mm-hmm. vulgar vulgar things about Islam. She's all had her Twitter accounts, everything. She's always been active. Wiley says s- s- comments that were disrespectful and wrong, and they were racist, but not even a tenth of what Katie Hopkins was and his whole yeah. operation. Mm. Oh, that's what the down. power. So I think but that's I think... that's a case of one man's freedom fight is another man's terrorist. You get what I'm saying? Wiley, he said things that were disrespectful, but he didn't deserve the repercussions. Well, I guess I have no right to say what he did and didn't deserve in it. In my opinion, I don't think he deserved the... the, the, no, he, the he did. What to, so, so, yeah, yeah he did. Like, he are, did. are we he saying... Did. He, did. he deserved that. Yeah, so, no. would we lack other no, no, people? But Katie deserves the same. Sorry, go on. But then so, like, the, the question, what, what I'm asking say. here is, the question know. is, are we asking, do we want people that are not black to be treated like Wiley when they say something wrong and out of line? Or should Wiley not have been treated like that and been able to say what he wanted to say? Wiley should have been educated. Everyone should have been treated the same. Yeah. yeah, but I'm yeah, saying, yeah. is it like, should you be cancelled entirely when you say something like that out of political correctness or whatever, or should you be able to reflect what, and what learn? He, and what, he was, he wasn't what, what he said, what he said was racist, bro. When it got to certain points, it wasn't even on political correct. Like, it was actually overtly racist. Cool, racist. It was overtly racist, bro. I, Man said. Put one poster for one guy with a beacon. But okay, I don't know what the, the post, but the, in what he said, <laughs> what, <laughs> I don't know about that post, but what he said in that when he when he had his rant, there was nothing racist in his rant. There was uh, literally after nothing. We it was disrespect. His rant was disrespectful, but he was talking about specific people. The main was, issue was that he was grouping Jewish no, people grouped into Jewish one. Yeah. So I think I think one thing that is interesting though, when you look at the definitions, I tried to get up, but I couldn't find the right one. But the difference in that is that the power of the definition of anti-Semitism is that it includes stereotyping. Okay. So that puts that puts that um a, that puts the ability for someone to be defined as anti-Semitic so much more. It, it it's 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 a tangible example mm. of the fact that this is what you're doing and therefore it's anti-Semitic. That makes sense. It well. doesn't exist when you think about racism. And that is that that is to me oh, when I've man. always thought about it, that's where man. that's where it then creates the situation in which we are talking about perception and where we're talking about whether or not someone feels as though they are being racist. The conversation then starts being as though I didn't intend it, I didn't so we've taken the tangible part of it away. Someone can then say that they didn't mean it like that, mm. you're being too sensitive, they can mm. subdue your well, is narrative. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? 
in terms of, I, I think we should be able to define it based on the tangible. I think it's like you said, everything should be equal. Mm. We should all be able to do it at exactly the same level. And if we mm. did and we could, then this version of political correctness where people step in and step out, don't know what they can doesn't and can't do. It won't exist anymore. But there, it doesn't exist mm. in that. It doesn't exist because we can not, only since um, Black Lives Matter 2.0, are we creating political correct terminology for a definition that is not enough. Racism is not enough of a definition for people to know when they are exhibiting it. Political correctness is what is giving them the examples of this is racist, whereas that doesn't exist with that other definition we just talked about. I hear that. I hear that. I think that's overcomplicating things, though. To me, it's, it's black, it, like, it, when it comes to stuff like that, it's black and white, and it, like, it's either it is or it isn't. But then, but then if you think about it, like the whole reason that we started the Black Card Talks is because of the idea that at any point in time when you are trying to say someone is being racist, me telling you that what you've done is racist is more insulting to you than the racist incident. They flip it. Yeah, yeah big facts. We've said that over and over again. And that is because racism, for some reason, to people who exhibit it, is not tangible. Mm, so so political correctness, yeah, all the, the example, exact, us talking about microaggressions, all of these are not words that we've had to create for the sake of adding to the narrative of racism is political correctness to just get people to the understanding of what the law already says. So if it wasn't for political correctness, we would not be here. People are calling us monkey in the street, bro. I genuinely feel so. I'm being real. If legislation and all of these conversations had up to now, I think people would be still doing the UUR. They're doing football, yeah. and this is what but they can't get caught and, for and, it. And this is what people would say, and this is what I'm talking about. This is where you can't... Education is the movement, but education is tied to political, political correctness. Unless you educate people to be politically correct, then these things will happen. Because man can just say, ooh, ah, ah, like, you just look a bit <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you just look a bit yeah. like a monkey, your dreads look like a monkey. Ooh, ah, ah like, calm. Listen, don't try to my dreads <laughs> But... <laughs> the way this sounds to me yeah, is literally as long as you don't say it in public you're good really because what the UK has is like you said it's covert racism isn't it? so if someone's saying it in the shower does that make it okay I mean, the day, but if a tree like, falls in the forest, does it make a noise? Like, well, at the end of the day, it does, if it's not having a direct impact yeah. on your experience here, yeah, then but it's it a different... When in the shower, it doesn't. Bro, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I take that feeling to work. And but you don't know, you don't no, no, know no, about it. it. No, but if you're, if you're Mr. White Man Dagenham Dell, yeah, like, and you're just in the shower screaming nigger to the... and no one's hearing you, like, when you're looking at racism, it has to, like, project like racist and dis discrimination upon somebody the shower head is not black bruv do you know what I'm saying yeah, so he can scream saying. nigger as much as he likes fam mm. it's again, the, the point isn't the literal instance of where he's screaming the, 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 um, the n-word yeah it's more the freedom too the freedom too and then how does that manifest in different ways again in the but workplace the, in politics in but the example we're given everything relates to power so actually yeah. if the power that we have is that we force you to do it in your in your house that means that we're Im immediately in the workplace, in all of these other situations, we are forcing you to, we're chasing racism into the shadows. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, that I think is as much as we can expect mm -hmm. to do in the next 20 to 40 but years. Chasing racism into the shadows, lit for it. But making up bare different terminologies just to try, okay, you might not understand, so I'm gonna make a new word. 
to help you understand that. No, but and you I'm have to. Know, so the term, uh, but then the that's words, the point I make. You need them yeah. because without them, we just don't understand what happens. These because other if we didn't cultures have, don't if, have all of them words. They don't no, need it. They yeah. don't need, because, so they, because they have because more they power. Because they know what I want. They have more power. They have more power. Yeah. So in order, like, that's what I'm trying so to say. So we need to develop our power. That no. don't come from so, new, so, new linguistic variables. No, but then, you're, so what you're, so you're, so, okay, so you can have the money because the, remember, wait, wait, but you, the problem that we have is that power doesn't come when, when you try and think about where power comes from all of these other groups, right? Mm-hmm. It comes from you being, getting to a certain status and you having a certain level of respect. We have often talked about the fact that when black people get to a certain level of status, they are elevated out of blackness. So mm-hmm. they don't even become part of the instigators of the conversation about racism. We're still having conversations about racism in, in, a, in a lower level. Those people are pussios. But then, but then whether or not they choose to be elevated out of blackness or not white people are still doing that to them. That's the problem. You're saying so, black, white people are elevating them out of blackness? Yeah, yeah. So Alex, it. It's, it, we all did it. We, it all happened to us. All of our friends that were racist, that had us as a token, mm-hmm. elevated out, us out of blackness and said, you're okay for a black person. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they so will still be racist they, they will to still others be that racist. they don't know. So that mm. means that the word itself does not do enough. The law itself does not do enough. The only thing that is compounding that are all of the tangible examples of how you are now being racist. And whether or not that requires a definition of a new word or an example of a story that happened to someone, all of these things are redefining that word because it hasn't been effective. See, I just think... I just think what you're doing is putting a plaster over a bigger issue. Like, in honest, in all honesty, really what you said and you, and you addressed it there again is that we just need more power. So that means taking control of institutions, stuff that create narrative to allow us to project the narrative that we want that will give us that power. Because if we had access to these institutions, the schools, media, etc., similar to how you have Black Car Talks, a place where people can go and learn and, and educate themselves, if we had more of those institutions in bigger places... Again, this wouldn't be that power would would be ours. But then, if the reasons that we can't get into those institutions is because of that lack of power, get in, create them. But then, difference. Okay, but then, so then you create them, and we can now, as opposed because if you look at, um, I don't to know what year, but let's just say back in the in the in the nineties or the eighties, where where black people start to try to start businesses, they would kind of burn them down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Things are way more visible now. You can't get away with that stuff. So if we were to try and put those different institutions in place, the schools, the media, etc. now, we should be in a position where we can actually elevate ourselves to a position of power where we can create that narrative and stop this stuff happening. We don't have to create new words and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's a long way around. So you're, say, so, yeah. so you're saying that basically the solution is not to go along with and educate through. It's actually just to do both. We need to do all of it, all, all at once. But I don't think the creation of new words to try and show this person and what you did was wrong and try and show that person by creating another... Like, that's just the long way around. We gather power through finances, through education, and then we dictate the narrative that we want to project out there. That's what these other cultures do. They so, built, they had, they have so, the structure. So my question then would be that if the institutions that you are going to need, because mm-hmm. you're talking about schools, you're talking about the media, the institutions that you're going to need in order to be able to gain the power to do these things mm-hmm. are inherently racist towards your people and not giving you the space to um, to have these conversations and or grow in yourself as an individual. Without... How can you not choose to educate? Because I, I think... I the problem... need to do both. Where, well, even free people being in these... Inst- so you need black people in the racist institutions for one, change it from the inside out. Then you need people creating their own institutions and black people to support those institutions. Then you need to educate. So like... That's, that's the role we need to do. We can't just say like, you know, 
let's hope PC changes things and create new words. And I think to me that's just a long way around. I think you just the skip the step sounds- where like the bit where they allowed us to be there, which was based on political correctness, bro. Yeah. Like, and that's the only reason movement. we was allowed I in, in the, the first place. No, but it sounds like you want to fry the egg without cracking it. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaborate, elaborate, elaborate. Like you say, yeah, we need to be in this institution and mm. that and we need to get power here and we need to go into schools. But if they're inherent, like, Within the bones, the veins of these places, they are racist and they will not allow us in. How are we going to get through the door? But that's door? what I said. So it's not just one avenue. So then you have the people. All the avenues. All the doors are closed. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, they used to be closed. I don't think they're closed right now. We, we're knocking on them, 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 but, them doors. Why? But them doors are now opening slightly. Why? Because of the movements. Mm. Political correctness. Because <laughs> of movement. correctness, bro. I, 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 think, I don't... Listen, I'm not saying political, political correctness doesn't have a part to play. It does. I don't think it's the sole reason for our progress. I think we we knocked on them doors because we was angry, we was upset. We're not having this no more. Political correctness holds those structures in place. But, but I don't think we can rely on political correctness to push us forward. But I we've not said, sorry, no. we've not said that political correctness is the sole Soul reason. driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul driver. But it's it's a tool. To it's like part yeah. of, you know, it's, it's coming on board. It's, it's pushing us forward with all the other things that mm. we've got going mm-hmm. on. I hear that. And I think the other part of it is that what political, if you, if you think about it in terms of who is, who is driving which, which lane, like driving in which lane, as mm-hmm. it were. But if you're talking about like black people trying to start their own institutions and so on, the people driving that narrative would be black people, right? Mm-hmm. But political correctness is not only driven by black people. And that's why it's such a critical avenue to change because actually it won't just be us. The white person that you that watched your live that got that person's fired political correctness that it wasn't just a movement that taught her it was the fact that she has now had to hop on board with this new variation of what racism really is so she held herself accountable to it political correctness brings other people to the conversation so now we have allies i wouldn't say that's down to political correctness but so where where did the allies come from in your opinion it, in that instance that with the girl it was the movement it was us she being, just fighting for it, blackness it was up, us being upset that George Floyd died in the way he did. We speaking about our upsetness and then change happening as a, back, as a consequence but of that. But you skipped the we speaking about our upsetness mm-hmm. to, um, and said that the change happened as though the new level, the new standard of what we were now defining for, for and to be racism is not where she decided to meet us. It wasn't just because we were upset. Mm-hmm. She relearned. She relearned what racism really was. That wasn't the movement. That was political correctness. All right. I don't, I don't agree. We're going to have to round up to agree to disagree. Like, like subscribe. share, subscribe. Done, no. Bow.